When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Deuce and more, deuce and more, deuce and more, they tell you what they know, deuce and more, deuce and more, deuce and more, the podcast that you know. Hey, welcome into the Deuce and More podcast, recording this on a Wednesday night after the Sacramento Kings fell to 0-4 in the preseason Losing to the Warriors in the back-to-back games, this time in San Francisco, 116 to 115, and Steph Curry did it again. We have a lot of ground to cover. I'm Juice Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. Each and every one of our podcasts presented by our friends over at Northwest Exteriors. Check out their website, trustnorthwest.com. Morgan Reagan, how you doing? Um, well, I'm doing great now because I just realized one thing. Hmm. We're wearing the shirt <laughs> and we shouldn't because they the king's lost and we're wearing <laughs> shut up and light the beam shirts that's what we want just shut up and light the beam already <laughs> oh yeah we look so stupid this is great we look stupider and stupider as the moments go by um i'm good i'm you know it's you i'm good because i enjoyed preseason basketball Dude. tonight king's preseason basketball tonight nba yes. preseason basketball tonight i mean because no matter how you feel about the golden state warriors Shit, when Steph Curry just like banks a three and then hits a game winner and does all these things, you're like, I hate you, but I respect you. Dude, some of the shots he makes, even late, I'm going, that bank three, mm. the Kings made him work. I He just kept moving, know. kept moving, banks it in. And it, you, you go, what a lucky shot. And you're like, no, like Steph Curry does that. That's not lucky. That's just skill. Yeah. And then even the shot he had that proved to be the game winner Darren Fox played really good defense on Steph Curry on that final possession. I I'm ex- I watched it like I mean, four different going, times. And how? S- other people what? were like, oh, you should have doubled him. Blah, blah. And I'm going in my head. But then you still had Clay on the floor. You still had CP3. Like there were still options. But yes, Steph Curry is not human. We yeah. understand. But you're right. The fastest player on the basketball floor was actively moving his hands moving his feet and then steph just does what he does got that one extra step on him to create that space and jack it up from wherever the hell he wants on the floor i knew morgan was into this game tonight because my phone was blowing up and she's heated heated i'm like are you kidding me i'm I'm very much like it's the preseason i of course wanted the kings just close things out tonight i just want to see how they close we'll go over that too but morgan is blowing up my phone saying uh, Steph was out of bounds. It was, he's clearly out of bounds. The I officials. Photos. Oh my god! I'm like, the, I'm like the momentum of his body, and then the angle of his body with the line going straight. It's like, and the ball is touching him. I'm like, that is out of bounds. But I understand that the video does not show evidence that he is out of bounds. Even though it's like, it's like I told Deuce, I'm like, science, common sense, momentum going out of bounds but i you, get it the, you go to replay to see the video and the video does not show it but common sense would be like yeah no shit half I, his body his ass is on the line like 
If you're on the line, you're out of bounds. I, I yeah. To me, it's got to be clear and yes, like, and, it, and it wasn't and I, in the videos. When I was watching, I'm like, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, you you might be right, but they can't overturn that. One hundred percent. They can't overturn it. No, it um, was the right call. Yeah, so much to go over from this game, and there's a lot of good stuff. Hmm. Where do we start? Do you want to start with like what happened at the end of the yeah. game? Do we want to start with specific players? You St- tell me. Starting at the end of the game, because I just think uh, going from there, okay. working our way well, back with specific players, that will be fun. I think the one thing that made tonight fun is both coaches were playing their guys. Yes. They they used tonight more as a dress rehearsal. Of course, the Warriors still kind of banged up. They also didn't have Kevon Looney in this game yeah. tonight. Draymond is out still, so he did not play. Uh, the Kings were without Trey Lyles tonight. He missed the game with like a calf issue, so he did not play. But everybody else was good to go for the Sacramento Kings. And both coaches were like, yeah, we're going to play our guys in the 30-plus minutes. And that happened in this game. And it was a close game at the end. It was insane. Where do you want to start with this fourth quarter, though? Okay. Because, I, I I mean, I have some stuff. Do you, want, do, do you want to start at the beginning of the fourth, or do you want to start at the end? Well, let's talk about how they defended stuff because I feel okay. like that's a topic <laughs> okay, yeah. that's, that's a very broad interesting, enough topic. right? Yeah. Um, and it's one that there's people in my mentions about, and it's a fair thing to bring up. You know, Kevin Herter was defending stuff a lot of the fourth. Yep. Now, not every possession. There were possessions where Fox was on him. Mm-hmm. Mitchell got some time. In fact, at one point, he brought Colby Jones in for a quick second, yeah. you know, to, to check Steph. I'm so curious as to why... Brown went with that. And if it was a regular season game, I'd be like, what are you doing? What the hell are you doing? And I'm like, did he do that tonight? Because it's like, hey, I've challenged you to be physical. Mm -hmm. I've challenged you to get in the guys. And if you're going to be a part of what we're doing, especially as a starter, you're going to have to take on some tough challenges. It's a preseason. Go deal with Steph. Was that that part of it? Or did he think that was the best matchup? If no. No, no, no. If that was the case, let's just say if that was the case, because no, there's no way in his mind that he thought that that was the best matchup. Um, But I like the theory that you have. And let's just go with that theory. And let's say he was like, all right, here you go, Kevin Herter. Here is your challenge, Steph Curry. What can you do against him in this preseason game? Um, Steph felt very confident going into Kevin Herter in sure. every way. It was like, it's like when you saw Colby Jones out there and it was like, I think clay um, wanted to go at him. You know, everyone wants to go after a rookie. It's the same thing when you have the weakest leak link on the defensive end. And that is Kevin Herter at times. And at the end of this game, especially when it came to Steph Curry going at him. Yeah. That was why he was going at him. But Mike Brown's maybe his philosophy in that situation was to just be like, you have to be better. Almost showing him like you, uh, even if you can't yeah. stop him, you have to slow him down. De'Aaron Fox, one of your better defenders on this squad, couldn't even stop him from making that last three. But you got to find ways to slow him down, especially if he keeps coming after you. Yeah. I So that, that was the one thing from late in the game where it's like, okay, Steph's cooking now. And not only are you not putting like Fox on him, you're not putting like Mitchell on him. Yeah. Is, was that purposeful? And he did make a, and the reason I brought it up because yesterday at practice, 
you know, he was asked about different lineups and what they're doing in the preseason. And he says, everything I'm doing has a purpose Yeah. in the preseason. Yeah. So I'm going, I believe it. Okay. Was that purposeful? I, I'm not even, I'm just trying to understand it because if you're drawing up a, all right, fourth quarter, uh, Steph, it's a close game. What do we do? You probably don't go with Kevin Herter in right. that situation right. on him. So that's where I left going, huh, that's really interesting. Yeah. And it's no knock on him. I think it's more just like you're saying. Yeah. It's exact. It's like, can you be a better defender late in games, even if it is Steph Curry, even if, whoever the hell it is? Because people are going to come after you. So what are you going to do to step up your game and challenge yourself to be a better defender? Man, Steph's Maybe. ability to to create just enough space on that final possession too from Fox and um, buried that shot. What happened after was interesting too because the the ball kind of ricocheted and then so the Kings weren't able to get the ball out quick and you know there's what like five seconds to go in the game and then Fox tried to shoot a three to win it. Yeah, I I, I want to see him attack, man. Well, but yeah. again, it's preseason. He's going. Eh, I'm going to go get that shot up. There was another play too where I felt like. Oh, like Fox could have tried to take it, but he dished to the corner to Davion for three. Okay. And oh, I yep, think yep. what I liked about that one, because on the surface you go, why would you kick it to Davion? He's not a three-point shooter. Well, Davion was knocking down threes tonight. Mm -hmm. It's preseason. You're trying to build the guy's confidence up. Yep. Dish it to a, a open shooter in the corner. Yeah. Not a bad play. He's not throwing it yeah. to a big in the corner. That you know, so he's throwing it to someone who has actually taken a leap and just like you said, has yeah. had a better offensive game, especially tonight. But yeah, there was a few times I think De'Aaron Fox, like um, as Mike Brown would put it, had some hezies. And not only just with his shooting, but even when he was going to the rim, it's like he had that jump shot right away in moments because he gets guys just going back on their heels. Um, he makes so many defenses collapse. Like they don't come up on him all the time. If anything, they respect and give him that space. And so then sometimes he has that mid range shot. I felt like he had a few more of those tonight. He could have taken, but again, we're talking yeah. preseason. We're talking about trying to get everyone involved and yeah, I was fine with it. Deer and Fox. Looked fun tonight. He finished the game with 25 points. He had seven rebounds, nine of 21 shooting. He ended up 0 of 5 from downtown, but 7 of 8 from the free throw line and played just under 32 minutes. Uh, his defensive intensity oh. is... I know we did a video breakdown on this on YouTube that you could check out later if you want. It's just... it's He's elevated to another level right now, mm. and he's still, at this point in time bringing that same type of fire on the offensive end. So which is insane. No, it is. And I, I just look, I'm not trying to get so excited, but I just look at him. I go, dude, if he takes a step defensive, we're talking about a different level of player now because he had a hell of a year last year as an all NBA player. And now he is bringing it defensively. And it, it's not just defending opposing guards. It's, Hey, he switched on the clay. He switched on the Wiggins. Yep. He's getting uh, back down and he's yep. holding his ground. Yep. Deuce, and it's okay to get excited about it because the thing that makes me mostly excited about his defense getting better, or I mean better, whatever, a different type of intensity, is that 
that tone, yeah. that physicality, that aggressiveness, he is setting that for his entire team. He is setting a standard and everyone's going to keep following. He sets the speed. Everyone's got to keep up as much as they can. Right. And so I just love the way that it's a preseason game and all the way through, he is staying active with his hands. He's getting up in guys. And like you said, holding his ground with some of the bigger guys. Yeah. He was a lot of fun in this love game tonight. It. And I'm, I'm excited about the season for him because I think he could have a big impact. And I do think the Kings have had better moments defensively where you see the glimpses of like, okay, I think they could be an average defensive team. I, there are still going to be issues when you have a starting lineup that, features you know herder and you know to a certain extent harrison barnes who has some difficult matchups out there at times and i think that could hold you back at times yeah from, from re reaching that but i think keegan's even looked better defensively in the preseason Sabonis, i think has done really well in pick and roll coverage the kings definitely had some defensive breakdowns tonight especially in that fourth quarter I think oh, the God. warriors scored 40 points and that's like one area where you're like God, can you it's stringing together more of these defensive moments. And when they matter most, crunch time. When the game gets close, yeah. can you get stops? Of course, tonight, when Steph is doing stuff, that's it's tough. Yeah, but, it, I mean, exact. But preseason or not, it's about getting that together quick. And that's why Mike Brown has been talking about physicality and pounding that into their minds all training camp all preseason long because he wants it to start now he doesn't want it to start and like everyone get the gist of it when the regular season starts he wants that to be their identity right away and you know it's just like anything it it has to still grow together and i think the bringing it back running it back with this squad having a lot of that continuity it's definitely going to help but you do have those new pieces with javel mcgee sasha colby um even chris duarte who's obviously hurt right now but um yeah i forgot to mention he, he didn't play tonight obviously yeah that was my bad he's obviously missing the next two games so yeah so oh and by the way even going off that because obviously kevin herter started tonight i'm sorry let me rephrase that he missed tonight and missing the final preseason game tomorrow there we go kevin herter started the game tonight and at practice the other day mike brown um said you know Chris knew he was going to start that last game that he did start that he ended up getting hurt in. Uh, and Kevin knew he was going to start the next one. So he's Kevin's not starting just because Chris got hurt. Uh, so, so yeah. So anyway, going back to the defense continuity and it just growing together, I think really stepping up their game with the physical play is going to help, but you're right. Like being able to find a way to, to stay on a string and really understand winning one another and really understanding coach Brown's defensive philosophy. This specific team is going to have a ceiling defensively based on personnel. For sure. That's just the reality yep. of it, you know? And so if you can have better moments, you hope that your offense can carry you a long way too, but, and just be improved. Your last year, you're 24th in defensive rating. My push is, can you get the 15, man? Can you get the, give me a little average defense, please. I was just listening to an NBA podcast today, and I forget which one, and they were uh, talking about how even in the postseason, they're like, it's it's crazy to say it, but sometimes, like, postseason's coming down to offensive basketball, where, like, offense is winning games, yeah. and, um, you know, you just, you just wish for the Kings that they can find a way to improve defensively to get closer to what, like, the Denver Nuggets did, and they became the middle of the pack and had a good offense. So we've talked about Steph being nasty. We talked a bit about De'Aaron Fox. We got a lot more topics to get to, but we need to give the people watching us live right now over 500 people watching us live. <laughs> Let's give you a hell yeah. 
Give me a hell yeah. Yeah. If you have not yet, make sure to hit the thumbs up. Make sure you're subscribed. That thumbs up should be, the like button should be at like 250 by now. 250. Minimum, bare minimum. All it does is help our channel grow. So help us out. We're doing Kings and NBA content all season long. When something happens, we got content on it. Morgan, the next guy we got to talk about tonight. Say it. Let me talk to you. Yeah. Keegan Murray. Murray. My effing goodness. Morgan Reagan. If there's one thing you're walking away with after tonight, mm -hmm. besides nightmares from Steph Curry, correct. It's Keegan Murray. Hell yeah. Morgan, Morgan. I know it's preseason. I'm going to calm. I know it's preseason, mm -hmm. but Keegan Murray is doing things on the floor that he did not do last year. Uh, no. That he did not do at all last year. He's showing things that he didn't show in the California Classic when he was dropping 41 points today. Oh. And he did it again. And I was reminded of something, too. I'm going to tell a little story time. Oh, I love a good story time Who's about Who's ready with, for story time with Deuce Mason, baby? Ooh. There's a lot of wrestling references tonight. Yeah. So, Keegan Murray. Yeah, I know him. Taking it strong to the basket early in this game with a two-hand jam with people under the basket yes i i think last friday night spending an hour watching nba players on youtube watch some of their old plays <laughs> and watch other people's plays okay and paul george was talking about a, a specific play where his rookie year excuse me his second year in the league he had a nasty dunk for the pacers and he said this was a big moment he goes i remember this specifically because one of my coaches Brian Shaw, an assistant coach with the Pacers at the time, came up to him and said, you are 6'8", and you play like you're 6'2". Oh, yes. And Paul George said in his rookie year, he got blocked a lot attacking the rim. Going soft, yep. Going soft. Yep. Keegan Murray, I mean, it seemed like he was getting blocked a lot every time he went to the basket last year. It was like, are you, come on, man, you got to finish this. You're 6'8", 6'9", go get it. Keegan's doing that this year. Turned it on. He's dunking now. Yep. And then you go, oh, that's cute. He drove and dunked to the basket. No, 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 no. For those who didn't watch the game tonight, the guy's putting the ball on the floor. We're talking about turnaround, one foot, Dirk-esque mm. jumpers. We're talking about hitting a three. Effortless. Putting the ball on the floor, finishing with the run. I mean, dude, wait, really he did quick. so many amazing and, things and offensively he, out there. When he's, when he's putting the ball on the floor, it's how he's curling off things. He's like leading himself with the dribble. He is pounding the basketball with authority. Like every little thing he is doing right. And it's just so enjoyable to watch because not only is it going to lead to success, but that is the sexy-ass basketball that I love to watch. So fun. He had 24 points in this game. Yes. He had eight rebounds in this game. He had two steals. He had two assists. He did on 10 of 18 shooting, three of nine from three. I love the fact he was aggressive. He was looking for his shot. He took nine threes, only made three. It's not like, oh, Keegan had 24 and he had you know, eight threes. Yeah. Like he was doing other things out there. And if he's able to bring that into the regular season, the Kings are going to be nasty. I mean, he's showing to have that level, a, a guy, his size, put the ball, he's bringing the ball up the floor. I'm like, I'm sorry. Is that Jason Tatum? What, what's happening right now? Calm Morgan. I'm just saying, calm. He, like, he I know trending, we're getting excited, but calm. he is trending in such a positive That's direction. Fair. That's fine. But calm. I, I just, 
there's certain things you just watch and you go, and I think most NBA fans, okay? I know we have other fans besides Kings fans who watch yeah. us. If you watch Keegan Murray's highlights tonight, you went, oh, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have a breakout year. Like I, I have no doubt in my mind that he he has a different mentality this year. It's showing the skill, the shooting. He's gonna be really I, good. I heard something on the broadcast at one point. They were talking about like, oh, you know, Keegan Murray isn't that athletic. This is what you got to do. Like he does this, or he uh, you got to go at him like this. And I'm like, no, no, no. Don't be confused just because of his like slothy like. Um, demeanor when it comes to the way he communicates or anything, the way that um, he plays on. I, think, don't, I don't know what you mean. Like, what? Thank you for slowing it yeah. down. And it's it. He, he, there's athleticism in just the way that he can elevate and hold himself in the air and get to the basket and and be above people. I mean, the way that he can move laterally and knows and understands how to utilize his body size. Yes, there's athleticism built in there. It's exciting, man. Yes. It's really exciting. Um, um very excited. Um I don't think we're getting too excited about him. I think it's just like you said, if you are a basketball fan out there, go watch some Keegan Murray highlights. I mean, this shit is just going to get more and more fun. And I think one of the funnest things about it, he has one of those mentalities where you tell him one thing, you're running a drill practice, you tell him one thing and you go, hey, can you be here instead of here? He makes that change right away. Like he wants to make that change. He wants to get better instantly. And I think that's what's been so fun about his growth because it's happening so quick. Yeah. And what, I know. What's his ceiling? You know, like he looked... <laughs> I'm not just saying you have to answer the question. It's more okay, of good. like a, hey, think about it. I mean, the guy is showing signs that he could be a really special offensive player. And I think he's improved defensively now. Like he's, there were still a couple of times tonight that Wiggins bodied him. And I'm like, okay, like. W Wiggins is good. No, and Wiggins has been in the Wiggins league. Wiggins is yeah. really good. He is. And, but, but my point is like, he, he's gotten stronger. Yep. And he's got to make sure to keep playing with that physicality. And I've seen more moments of that. I mean, last year is there's zero doubt in my mind that last year was probably one of the best things that could happen to the guy. I mean, yeah, to be on a winning team, to start and play 30 minutes a night on a winning team that he was a lottery pick. That he got to be part of building that culture yeah, with too. They, they didn't ask the world out of him. They mm -hmm. said, Hey, just hit some open shots, man. Mm -hmm. Right, hit some open shots and try to use your size, and we'll we'll guide you along the way. And he had some up and down moments, like any rookie would in the yeah. NBA. But um, it's just excited to see the stuff that's been talked about with his game. We've seen the glimpses in the California Classic and in the preseason. Then you saw it again tonight, and you're like, oh, this shit looks real. I'm excited. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know what whoever um, whoever. Their strength and conditioning team is doing a fantastic job because I don't know how. Even Domas Sabonis looks stronger tonight. The way that he was just like yeah, yeah. down low, pounding through guys. Really not. Of course, there was the Warriors bench who was like, he's lowering that shoulder. He's lowering that shoulder. And I'm like trying to make sure that I'm not being biased. You can tell me if I'm wrong. But I felt like he was just using his muscle and his strength to really use his body yeah. power through at times. It wasn't his best shooting. Now, he ends up four of 10 in this game, but 12 points, 10 rebounds, eight assists for him. 
Um, yeah, I, I felt like, especially early, man, he was getting out. And he, he looks faster to me, too. I, was, I think he's yes. moving better defensively. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Strength and conditioning yeah. with no. him is what I was I, noticing. I agree with that. And there's always going to people are going to make, well, he can't block shots. Like, yeah, I mean, unless we could figure out a way. Look, can we have some surgery? Like You can. To extend his arms? You probably can. I, I know you if can do legs. Give Sabonis a 7-4 wingspan, it's over. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's 6-11. And it's what uh, it is. And sorry. Oh, and that's put you in a tough spot defensively at it times. Sure but does. he does he does a lot. He he's a I think he had a play tonight where he went straight up. Oh yeah. Right? It's and vertical. Yeah. You know that he's trying to take charges. He took one, he got called for a block. But yep. it's like that's what you he look, was, you're not gonna be a shot blocker. You're not that long, but what can you do? Be vertical, take some charges, rebound well. That will help your team and be in a, the right spot and pick and rolls. Don't get toasted. Yeah. And like we've already talked about and heard uh, from Mike Brown and a lot of the other players that practice about the offensive uh, changes in this preseason, they're not running all the things that they're used to yeah, running, yeah. right? Like whether it's less DHOs, whether it's less plays. Um, you I know, think it, they did more of that tonight, but yes. They did. The they did. But I'm also curious if that has taken Sabonis a little bit out of his own flow as like the offensive hub and them running so many things out of him. Um, if not, we'll see as we get to the regular season. You talked about his rebounding too. Not only do I love his rebounding ability, I think what what helped his teammates rebound everyone was crashing the boards right i saw De'Aaron fox get a little fox aggressive had seven and i saw keegan, keegan had eight yep keegan was very noticeable so i saw those guys crashing and being a little bit more aggressive but i think that's also because there had to be more attention on sabonis getting rebounds so yeah. you know the warriors had to make sure they were putting their attention on him which allowed other guys to crash Loved it. Everyone come together, being a little stronger. They still need more, like Barnes got to rebound better. Yep. Like you, you just can't. And it, that's the key this year, in my opinion. I can't, we can't be coming on after games talking about Harrison Barnes and Keegan combining for, you know, six rebounds in a game. Like that's, you, Sabonis needs help. Yep. And you guys have, you guys have to find a way to battle and get those. And, you know, it's just, it, it's not good enough to have three rebounds when you're playing 30 minutes a night. King Louie on our chat said, no. but Domas is already setting one of, uh, if not the best screens mm -hmm. in the league. Yep. Uh, it's him or Steven Adams. Yeah, when you have that body like that and you're strong, you're able to really keep your base down, not have to rely on popping out your hip or trying to do some cheap thing with your leg, and you just, you're a brick wall. So in this game tonight, sorry, I was thinking. No. I, I didn't realize you were done. <laughs> That's my bad. Okay. I was That's like, okay. we're going next. That's what I wanted to go to next. Where? Uh, the next player. How about the rookie Colby Jones? Oh, love it. Ready to talk about him. Uh, Colby Jones, I think, is really starting to gain the trust of Mike Brown. Yeah, he is. Because and he saw a few more moments tonight. Now, part of this, too, is like the rotation kind of got jumbled up a little bit, right? Duarte, who... You know, started here in the preseason at times. Mm -hmm. If Duarte was healthy, you imagine he's playing, right? Sure. If Trey Lyles is healthy, is he playing tonight? Sure. I would think he's playing ahead of Sasha. That's my gut right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I don't know what Jones's role is right this second, but what I can tell you is when you get a chance, you go out there and play. And this rookie, because of the experience he had playing multiple years in college, you could tell it just helped him so much. His feel for the game. That's it. I love his size. I mean, one of the first things he did when he came to the game today was drive nice bounce pass to his teammate inside. Yeah. And like he sent guys up. The, the question about him is, all right, can you hit the three 
consistently. Well, he knocked down some threes tonight, and that was a huge sign because he'll get some open looks. But I just think he's got the strength. He's got the size at 6'5", 6'6", decent wingspan that he could defend a little bit. Mm -hmm. And he'll attack the the rim, has a nice floater offensively. He just looks polished to me. He looks NBA ready like he could help a team now. Yes, and that's mostly because of his feel and his confidence when he is being put out there on the floor. And again, I think that part, too, goes to giving credit to even Monty McNair, getting another guy on the squad that just has the right mindset. Um, He looks like he not only understands the game at a high level, but is willing to be open to learning new things quick and already at times, whether it's in help defense or where he should be on the floor, I notice that he's in the right spot. Um, moving laterally with guys, he's just got some strong ass legs. He's capable of doing that. He's young, he's athletic. Uh, and then you said, it. I think even the other night, you're like, if man, if he could just knock down some shots. And so seeing some, uh, fall tonight, it's it's nice to know that like as things can keep going. Is it how many? He had ten points, nice. four of eight shooting. He knocked down two of five from downtown. So that's good. Yeah, that's good. There you go. But yep. no, I'm I'm with you. I enjoy seeing those little moments with him, and especially if he's going to get these opportunities because we know how the NBA season goes. Not everyone stays healthy. There you go. You're going to see more minutes. Yeah, and again, I I think we've had this conversation multiple times now, and we'll probably dive in deeper maybe Are you going tomorrow night more in this rotation uh, good luck you know and this is why like someone like kevin herter has some more pressure on him this sure. year especially sure. defensively because kevin herter did so much for this team offensively this year what a weapon and dribble handoff mm. and even when he's not knocking down his three i thought last year he did such a good job of getting inside and getting some nice looks in the mid-range. Mid-range, moving around without yeah, the basketball, yeah, yeah. still just being a threat from there. You have to pay attention to him. But defensively is where his shortcomings are, I know. right? And He's a smart defender. Now but they feel like they, Chris Duarte, well, look, athletic. you can come in, you move well without the ball. Yep. You know, the, the, the question with Duarte has been just durability, in my opinion. Can he stay healthy? Can yeah. He, he gets banged up. He's out right now. Not, it's just bad luck. You yep. bang knees, and that's what it is. But then you have someone like Colby Jones, who I think Colby can play some point guard for you if you need him. Yeah. He can play some off guard. Like he's just a basketball player. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's gonna push someone like Herter a little bit. And as the Kings continue to try to build this out, because this roster is not a finished product, right? Like it, it's just not. They, they, to me, they had there's another move to be made. Monty's always talked about optionality with the roster. Yeah. He has some potential to make some shifts here. To help things. Yeah. And and I think you even look at like, uh, we talked a little bit about him, but Davion Mitchell, you know, adding that offense tonight, loved seeing that from him. Yeah. He took a charge later on in the game. You know, you know how active and feisty he's going to be defensively. What? Rob in our chat was mentioning this earlier, and it's so true. When Davion and Colby were out there together. Yeah. Dude, those guys were flying around defensively. It was a lot of fun to watch. That is fun. No. And it's, it's, it's hectic. It's, um, you know, chaotic for another team. It's it's great to have. And I think uh, another guy I want to talk about coming off the bench was Malik Monk. You know, yeah. he he definitely didn't have like the most put together game tonight, especially with that. He's that, been sloppy, man. Dude, when four turnovers when GP2 time. on that sideline late in the game when he was trying to get it to Fox, GP2's reaching over. I'm telling, I'm not passing it in. Yeah. I'm telling the ref, I'm going, look at yeah. this. 
That that was a bad miss by the official. Like, yes, yeah. that was. He's literally just hanging over like this, and Malik after goes like after he fouls him or whatever and gets to the free throw line. He's like he's over the line. It's it's just something that I know the the official should be noticing, but at the same time. Um, if you're Malik Monk, shout that one out so you don't get in trouble for that. But um, besides that, I hope it can get cleaned up a little bit more, especially with him and JaVel McGee having some fun with that uh, pick and roll. Just JaVel McGee being Dude, that lob threat. McGee had a, a one moment where I'm like, oh, he just bobbled it out of bounds, just slipped out of his hands. But one, the, one of the funnest moments of the game when he had the block yes. and it took off and then Sasha found him for the yes. jam. That was a lot of fun. Oh, my God. That was perfect. Um. So Davion, Sasha, Sasha had some rough moments defensively. And, you know, there was a couple of times Mike Brown pulled him aside tonight. And it just, I, I, I've been very high on Sasha and what I think his potential mm-hmm. is to help this team because of what he can do offensively. Defensively, it's just some of the mistakes he made tonight wasn't based on like, hey, he got beat. It was like, no, you, you're supposed to rotate here. Like you, go, you got to move here to. You can't allow that guy to hit an open shot. I'm gonna be honest of what I like. Okay. If I took a step back and was looking at his game right now in the NBA, I'm going. You're overthinking everything, mm. and and you the the pace is too much for you. And when I say it's too much for you, doesn't mean that's gonna be too much for him forever. No. It's too much for him right now, and he's got he's he's got to pick it up a little quicker. Um, how do you do that? Well, usually it takes more time to pick up your your conditioning, right? And um, But that is mostly where it's going to be for him. He's going to have to find a way to get up and down the floor and understand how to make sure that he's utilizing his legs still when he's looking for his shot. Because, you know, him even missing some of those threes, I'm curious if it's just from, like, fatigue or a little bit yeah. more from that at least. Well, they dude, they go hard. They, yeah. they go hard at practice and training camp, so that's possible. My gut tells me to start the season, I don't think he's going to be in the rotation. Oh, I think, you don't even think he's going to be in the rotation. Okay. Well, you could, again, we play the who's playing game. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. You got and the starting five. Let's just say the starting five is the same five from last year. Sure. With Herder in the mix. Monk's playing. Davion's playing. I think McGee's playing to start the season. Duarte. Yeah. If he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's nine. And Lyles. Yeah. I, I, the only no, no 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 I I not saying you're wrong or anything it, I think it it just goes back to like thinking about media day the start of training camp and everything and the way that people talk about this man in his shooting it I mean just excited yeah not over hyping it I mean you get to see it for yourself and you're like holy shit and. Then you really notice the other aspects of his game not translating to the NBA quite yet. And you're going, oh, I get it. And you have a defensive minded head coach that is like, that's cool. You can get me shots. Three other guys can also get me shots. I need you to do better on the defensive end. We thought maybe his offense would be too good to not be in the rotation. But yeah, at this point right now, I'm feeling like, Okay, I understand if he's not immediately in the rotation to start the season. Brendan Nunez over at Sacktown Sports uh, had, they were talking to Mike Brown post game, and he had an interesting note. Brown said they were not going to play Trey Lyles at the five tonight, even if he would have been available. The Kings end up, of course, playing Sabonis, McGee, and Alex Len got about 90 seconds in there. Does that hurt your heart? You know, I, I just, it's going to, to me, it's a, one of those things to watch this year. Yeah. I have seen it. 
And you know, I'll, next time we talk to Mike, I'll ask him at practice yeah. or something because I I just want to understand. I feel like when Trey has been out there in the as a small ball five last season, it's worked. It's yeah. worked, and so I'm just trying to understand like why you wouldn't look for that. And they went to that also because of limited options. But but sure, but, but you're it right. Worked. It worked. It literally it, it yes. worked, and when they did it a couple times in the regular season, that was maybe forced to do it. But in the playoffs, it was a thing, and it yeah. worked really well. They don't win Game Six without Trey Lyles, sure, in San Francisco like that. He was that big for yeah. them. Yeah, no, I get and that. And so I don't know. I just I, I I think I understand you got McGee too, and maybe matchup dependent. But I just think Trey Lyles is such a weapon at a small ball five, and I don't know. Well, I I think too with someone like Javale McGee, that's someone who we've talked about has matured his game, has cleaned up his game over the years. But he like that's still part of his game. Like he still has those oopsie moments and i think one big one i text you about this was when somebody was cutting back door and he was at the top of the key and he's not only staring at them but through defenders he's like trying to make a chess pass to them down by the basket where i'm like you got to give them the eye and give them like that strong overhead or maybe even a little bit more of a lob if you see them down there open but that even that alone at this like those mistakes cannot happen. Like every possession matters in this regular season, especially for a team that has a mediocre slash not very good defense. That's fair. No, I'm with you on that. And then tonight, the team ended up only having 13 turnovers, but the Warriors scored 20 points off those turnovers. Oh. On the flip side, Golden State had 22 turnovers. It only turned into 22 points. So the Warriors had... Literally nine more turnovers, <laughs> but you only had two more points off the turnovers. Dude, made That's pretty depressing. Got to capitalize. Got to capitalize. Yeah. And I mean, um, yeah, there there were times too when they were not in their early offense and they were in that half court offense. And maybe it's because of the changes that Mike Brown has made to this preseason training camp with their offense that it seemed slower or just uh, not as free-flowing and sexy at times. But, again, preseason, hopefully that's not the case forever. Um, Can we take a second and acknowledge that the yes. audio has been good? Yeah. Honestly, hey, perspective. I, I just needed to know. Like We've that. had technical issues the last couple of, and I know today started with one, but I think that was more of an error by me. Ooh. I think we're good. I think... We're in a good spot from a technical standpoint. I swear, if it crashed right now, and, uh, could you imagine? Uh, <laughs> could you imagine? You would lose your shit, and it uh, would not be good. Let's see. Mike Brown for forced Kerr to bring the stars back in. All the Kings players, stars play regular season rotational minutes. Yeah, I mean, I, I think with the game went close. I think Kerr was like, you know what? I'll put Curry back in there. Like it's, it's good for these teams to play some close game because then all of a sudden you get into the situation of basketball you know you're running different things you're calling timeouts there's adjustments made it's good for your coaches it's good for the players to be yeah. out there in a close game and when both teams go into this game as hey it's kind of a dress rehearsal they are playing on playing all their guys at least 30 minutes Kerr probably played Curry more than he wanted to tonight he played 31 and a half minutes tonight Clay played 31 and a half uh Kaminga 
Kaminga played just under 30. Wiggins played 31. Fox played just under 32. Sabonis, 34. Keegan, 36. Barnes, 32. And Herter played 26 in this game. So, okay, now. Yeah. Um, a couple of things. Uh, we have some other topics I want to hit on tonight, too. Just real fast on the Warriors. I've, oh. I've been pretty bullish on Jonathan Kaminga. I just, there's glimpses he shows you where it's like, there's something there. I feel like how he's played in the preseason, if he's able to like bring some of this to the regular season, the Warriors are going to be much scarier. And I'm curious though, too, with Jonathan Kaminga, if it's because he's playing a lot freer because is. Draymond isn't on the floor. Oh, There's fair. been a lot of, it, they're not playing all their guys all the time right now in this he, preseason. He, and he has a long leash right now. They're letting him make mistakes. Absolutely. And that's how you should approach the preseason. Yes. Like give him the opportunity. And it's Agreed. not just a scoring. I just think, his shot looks better. Yep. He's shooting it with confidence he's from the perimeter. He's going to the basket with confidence. Yeah. Looking stronger. Yeah. I mean, he's long. Yes, I absolutely agree. I, I, I like seeing young players grow. And um, it's it's fun that he is getting better and better. I mean, what is he, like 21 right now? Like, yeah, he's 21 years old. Like, there people wanted to be out on him after last year. I'm like, just, Ta- can, can you give the guy a few years? Uh, but yeah, I just six, seven, good size, strong. I think he has defensive potential that we've seen flashes of. It's just like, all right, don't make so many mistakes out there. Don't turn the ball over. But you know, if he's knocking down a shot, yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, I, I, I like him a lot. Trace Jackson Davis, uh, he was a lot bigger out no, there on the floor than I thought. Yeah, I thought he he did well out there. Yeah, he played physical. He Held didn't back own. down. I mean, Sabonis is a strong dude. Yeah, so, yep. absolutely. Uh, let's get some more comments, Morgan King. Louis says Herder is a smart player. Basketball IQ will always be useful, but I think his best role as a rotation player coming off the bench to light it up the role we wanted Buddy to do. Yeah, and you're right. He is a smart player. He had some nice defensive moments tonight in like in his team defense. We we know there's going to be some tough matchups, and of course. Matching up with Curry is going to be one of those really challenging matchups for him. But yeah, look, Herder did not have a good playoffs, a seven game sample size. And of course, that's our last memory of him. Uh huh. He had a pretty good regular season, okay? He had some really nice moments for the Kings, not a good seven game stretch. And here in the, in, in the preseason, he hasn't been knocking down his shots. And now yeah. there's more noise about his job. Yeah, if if they start bringing him off the bench, I don't think it's a bad thing. Now it's just about it's on him to embrace it. And we say it with any player in the league, like the the, the greatest example I would use for any NBA player is, have you heard of Manu Ginobili, the Hall of Famer? He came off the bench for nine seasons hmm. in the NBA. <laughs> Like mm. he yeah. came off the bench and, and he, he bought it and he, had he wanted an to win championships yes. and he, he understood the system Sorry. he was in. You, yeah. but you, you, you be all in and you can be great in your right. role in this league. If you're willing to go in that direction, like, and it's fine if you're not too. But I think one of my favorite things about Kevin Herter, even after that last game, when he wasn't start starting that post game media scrum that he was in, when he was talking about it, he was you could just tell he wasn't happy about it and he wasn't trying to hide that, yeah. but he also wasn't 
being dramatic about it. I you, also don't want him to be happy. Right. Right. I, right. I, anyone that gets, if you want to call it a demotion or just a change, like you're going to feel a certain way. And I'm glad that he feels a certain way. And if it lights a little fire under his ass and, or just helps him go, okay, let me buy into this. Actually. Great. We can be great with me here in this position as well. I do have a question for the chat Oh, and you Morgan. Oh, could this be the year? Hmm prediction time that we don't see a team in the western conference win 50 games ponder that for a second i will want to read this comment too okay read the comment it seems like poetry in a way okay deuce mason from deuce and mo fame sacramento's voice never sounding the same quick with a take always on the go breaking down kings with smooth podcast flow Thank you, Russian Cream EJ. That was sweet. Huh? Give him a little snaps. Can you snap for okay, him? Wait. There's a poem. You asked the question. Yeah, okay, because I want you to think first. And why How you... am I supposed to think about the oh, question? Because that poetry was beautiful. It's hard. No, it's distracting. and the only reason why you like it is because your ego is so effing big what? that you love it because it's about you. And no offense. I mean, it's, it's fine, but it's about Deuce, so it's not that good. <laughs> you son of a gun. <laughs> Okay, so I, I looked up some of this. This is just an interesting perspective. The okay. West is going to be obviously really good this year, yes. and that's what makes it so challenging. Um, two teams won 50 games last year in the West. Two teams, right? Okay. Denver and Memphis. Sacramento won 48. The last time a team did not win 50 games mm -hmm. as the number one seed, you have to go back. And I'm talking about an 82-game season, not lockout years, not COVID short okay. years. The last time that happened, according to my research, that could be wrong. It probably is. Uh, you have to go back to the 1974-75 season. The NBA had 18 teams. The West had nine teams at the time. And the team with the fewest wins in that conference was the Lakers. They were 30 and 52. The most that year in the West, the Warriors with 48. They were the number one seed. 48. Wow. The last time that happened, the 1974-75 season. Um, you know what? If you're going to force me to pick a prediction, I mean, yes, out of all the years, it feels like this would be the year to say no, like a team or like, yes, that could happen. I'm going to go with no. I think there will be teams in the yeah. West that win at least 50 games. I mean, especially with not only I know when we talk about the West being stack, uh, stacked, it's like, yes. So they're going to have to play each other. Things are going to be a little bit more difficult. But I think, too, when they do play Eastern Conference teams, um, there's there's still going to be some powerhouses, I, I guess, just, in the West. I or? just When you play a West team, if you're the Kings, what's the off night? Houston's not an off night no. this year. You know, no. for the Kings. Like, Maybe. The, and, like, even Portland. Spurs, like you're, Yeah, yeah exactly. Portland, I'm going, yeah, I don't know if I trust their shooting, but Simon's going to get hot. DeAndre Ayton. They've got length. Rob yeah. Williams, Jeremy Grant. They, they could be pesky. Like, yep. I don't think they're going to be good. Scoot, we know what he's capable of, even as a rookie. Yeah. San Antonio? Yeah. yeah. I mean, even even that. Even that. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. A Victor Nutmeg, the player today. I forget who it was. Are you kidding no. me? Like, no. That guy, he is so, so it's, fun. It's insane, so man. Fun. It's just, it's you go up and down the West. I'm like, I don't know who the worst team is. And look. Things are going to happen. Injuries are going to happen throughout you know, the league. It happens every year. And there's just going to be teams who who fall down below 
people's expectations. And I think the Kings are probably the one team that the opinion opinions on them are all over the place. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're all over the place. I mean, we should play Michael, what Michael Wilbon <laughs> yep. said, yep. but also what John Hollinger said at the athletic. So mm -hmm. John Hollinger at the athletic did his Western conference predictions Hollinger, of course, used to work at the Memphis Grizzlies front office. Before that, worked over at ESPN. Now he's been covering the Athletic, and he did his like Western Conference predictions. I always joke. I, I just I feel like he has never said anything nice about the Kings, but whatever. His opinion. Sure. He predicts that the Kings are going to win thirty nine games and finish in the eleventh spot in the West. Yeah, it's. I mean that that would be that would be bad. That would be bad. And his whole case is like, hey, injuries, you know, that they won't be that healthy. I do think it's interesting out of all the teams that they get stuck with the health bug, which absolutely that can happen to any sports team. I Thank get you. it. Here's my pushback. It. Here's my pushback on that whole health thing. Okay. Sure. Like the people go, you can't assume that the Kings are going to be that healthy. I go, fine. I'll grant you that. I'll grant you that. I don't think the Kings are going to be as healthy as they were last year. Sure. That's a completely fair take. But? You're going to tell me that you're going to count that the Lakers are going to be you. healthy? Thank you. That the Clippers are going to be healthy? That KD and Beal are going to stay healthy? Like We th want them to all be, so then we don't have to say yeah. when healthy, oh, they're I would good. That. But yeah. that's my point. Is like, okay, like if you're going to hold it against the Kings for being that healthy, are you going to count on these other teams staying healthy when they have a track record of guys who've just been injured. And I just think the range is crazy in the West. I'm not even sitting here proclaiming like the Kings are for sure going to win. I don't think I, I, there was a moment, I think early in the preseason when like or actually media day, I said, I think they're winning 50 this year. You, I'm yeah, revising you got that good. Cause no, you got, you were feeling I, good after media day and stuff. I just think they're, um, I think the West is just, they're going to beat up on each other. And I think the Kings could be like a six seed and, and still be good. It's just like what Howard Beck said to us. He said, I think the Kings got better yeah. as a team, but so did the rest of the Western conference. And I, and I totally agree with that. And it's like, everyone's taking that step. So who's taking that step and staying healthy up there as well, right? And who's taking that step and becoming a better team? Not just like, oh, hey, we're the Suns, and we got Bradley Beal as our third guy. What the shit's that even going to look like? Yeah. Like, we don't even know at this well, moment. And Gerardo brings up a great point. It's going to be interesting with new the new load management role, uh, mm -hmm. rule, right? That's going to prevent teams from resting in that same way. Yes. The other thing with Golden State, because someone mentioned, uh, Sean was saying that Dubs tanked last year to play the Kings. Um the other thing that I keep forgetting when I mentioned the Golden State Warriors, I brought up like, hey, look, the vibes seem better. Who knows how the Chris Paul fit's going to be, but he's a smart player. He'll fit in. The one guy I keep forgetting to mention, did I just say the Wiggins part or no? Oh, oh Andrew Wiggins, like he missed a huge chunk oh, of the yeah, year. Yeah. Last year at the start of the season, they did not have GP2. Remember, he was oh, in yeah, Portland yeah. last yep, year. Yep. So like, there's, there's, some, there's a lot of things in their back. favor. And then yeah. I'm sorry, Steph Curry. Let's just stop it, guys. Like any like debate, he's one of the greats to ever play the game. Ever, I, I'm ever. Just done. Of all I'm time. done with even people like, oh, where is he? What? I don't know. Just but his size, he's disgusting. In, yeah. Thank you. No, no matter yeah. what, there is no argument. Just stop it right now. And by the way, anytime that we talk about him getting older, he's like fine effing wine. Yeah. He just gets better with age. He gets better in his 
goddamn game. It's so it's not real. It is not, re- and it's very entertaining, but it's very annoying that he's in the Western Conference. Uh, we have more to get to. I want to play Michael Wilbon and what he had to say about the Kings the other night on ESPN. That really surprised me a little bit. You have a Kings a lot of love, but we need to mention that today's podcast, each and every one of our night chats this year, we have a brand new presenting sponsor. It's our friends over at Northwest Exteriors and TrustNorthwest.com. Oh my God, life changing. If you're looking at your house right now and you're going, what? I need an upgrade, but I don't even know what it is. Look at your, oh, Deuce, you know, you know the answer. And to all the kids oh. listening, if your windows suck, go do your parents. Hey, your windows are, are bad. Do some motion. We should go trust Northwest. And we're going to come knock on your windows, kid. And we're going to just show them how weak they are and show them why you need some new freaking windows. We're not going to do that. But new windows are a game changer. We got them in our studio here and it's made a world of difference, obviously with noise. But when you go from having these single pane rattling windows to these energy efficient windows that will not only keep it like the temperature controlled in here, but it'll save you money on your energy bills. How many times has the air conditioner been on this room since this window, these windows have been put on? The answer is zero. What? It's been hot. We've been in the 90s. You have to crank that up. Otherwise, I'm sweating like crazy in here. In the wintertime, I'm shivering. It's a game changer. And so if you're in the market for new windows, there's no better place than go to the experts at Northwest Exteriors. They got a showroom in Rancho Cordova with people that have all been there like 15, 20 years. Yes. They don't have subcontractors. They get it done. They do amazing work. You got to check them out. Yeah. Simply the best, you know. Trust Northwest. That, that happened so quick. Yeah, I don't know what I happened there. I didn't get to sing my part. Here we go. Here we go. I think I messed it up. I don't know what's <laughs> happening with it today. But just trust <laughs> Northwest. Trust Simply Northwest. the best. Trust also, Northwest. Also, one last thing we have to talk about. We have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Deuce and Mo. If you want to support the show in a different way, check it out because uh, we do some exclusive content there. Mm-hmm. We also have a monthly members-only Q&A. Our next one's taking place Monday, October 23rd for members only, 7 p.m. And if you miss it, you do get to watch it later. It's yeah. on demand, so it's awesome. We appreciate everyone's support, so go check it out. Last one ended up being just so much fun, yeah. like two hours of fun. Oh, and also you do get merch discounts as well if you're a Patreon member and you help our small business grow. So thank you so much for your support. Yes. Appreciate you guys so, so, so much. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right. Michael Wilbon was on ESPN the other night. I did not find out about this until later. But man, did he have some high praise, Morgan Reagan, for the Sacramento Kings. I'm going to play this. He's on with Malika Andrews. This is halftime. Incredibly high on the Sacramento Kings. Some things are supposed to stay in the green room. (laughs) No, I am. I I got a crush on the Kings. Nothing wrong with that. Bleeding purple. Um, Listen. I think so. The teams, the West is so loaded, and we 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 were talking about this earlier. It looks like there are 12 playoff teams in the West. Yes. You can have eight, really six. So 
But what teams care about their seeding? What teams are going to try to go wire to wire and every night out, they're just going to go after it? And there's some teams that aren't. You don't expect Denver to do that, even though they're the champs. You don't expect the Warriors to do that or need to. You don't expect the Lakers to do that. You don't even Same expect thing. the Suns to do that, even though the Suns may have a bit of an agenda, too. The team that I expect to actually feel that way and approach this regular season that way, at least through the All-Star break, yep. are the Sacramento Kings. I do. Remember, they were the third seed last year. One of all those teams I mentioned in the West still has something to prove. They know it, we know it, and the other teams know it. Nobody, we talk about disrespect, no one even mentions the Kings in a packed Western conference. Mm. They'll mention them. I bet you if I go through the schedule right now for this here quality network, I bet you the Kings are last in number of appearances after all those teams I mentioned. We don't take, as a community, the Kings all that seriously, even though I voted De'Aaron Fox first team All-NBA last season. Right. SGA was as deserving, if not more so. I have no complaint. But all those guys, Sabonis has got to prove that he's better than he was late in the playoff series against Golden State. Sure. There's lots of stuff for the Sacramento Kings to prove, and I expect to light the beam a lot. Well, there's something to be said Regular about season, I think they could be one seed in the West. Woo, regular season, he thinks they could be one seed in the West. So a question for the chat. Yeah. All the people watching us live late on a Wednesday night who will be here again on the second night of a back-to-back with us tomorrow night, which is more likely? Okay. Michael Wilbon's prediction of they could be the number one seed in the West in the regular season or John Hollinger saying... Number 11. You do. You're asking them, not me. <laughs> I'm, I hate because, like, I'm like, oh, how about the in between? I love sitting on the fence. I, I think this is an easy one. It's number one because you're saying more likely. Yes, He's I'm saying more likely. I just, to me, I don't see a world where the Kings take that dramatic of a drop to winning 39 games and being the 11th seed. Do I, could I see them? in a situation where they win fewer games than last year, like we talked about. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. But I also see a path that God, if everything goes right, if guys are relatively healthy, sure. maybe not as healthy as last year. Sure. Fox is playing defense. Like we have seen him play and his offense is still there. Keegan takes a jump and the depth kind of comes together. Yeah. I would say that's more likely than, than being 11th. And, and I think it's not only because like, <laughs> the basketball we have been covering all year long last year, I think it's the style yeah. of basketball that we were watching last year and seeing game by game, the leaps that they were taking, whether it was within the offense or even on the road, you saw what they could do defensively compared to their home um, defensive rating. And then in the playoffs, you saw this, this spurt of like, just really good defense and you go okay it's there now how do you continue this consistently that is difficult for any nba team but if there's a team that i feel like can do it it's a team that mike brown is coaching in the chat someone says i think people underestimate the nuggets in michael malone's drive they are highly motivated i think they will get the one seed Same. again we yeah, do I or think, i do too i mean i think that would probably be my prediction but you know, it's also this um, 
Yeah, it's just a challenge. You know, how many teams we have we heard about winning championships? And sometimes it gets off to a little bit of a rocky start because, you know, you're playing these big games all the time and it's like, Kind of that boredom of the regular season for some teams. Sure. I mean, and it can be. But also, again, you're talking about another coach that like high expectations, standards. What? Think about the teams like OKC last year, right? Yeah. Chet in the fold oh this year. Oh, my God. Dude. I mean, it's. Chet, Wemby. Jalen like, Williams. And I only put I put Wemby because I'm just thinking of these yeah, yeah. body types, yeah. these unique body oh, types yeah, yeah. in this Western Conference. And I'm just like, the, don't be surprised when these teams and especially a team like OKC that has one of the fastest players on the floor, plus a unique body like Chet. And then you got Jalen Williams. Like, uh, Jalen Williams. You got Giddy who can just drop dimes. Yeah. Dort who can play defense and is starting to get uh, better and better on the offensive end. Yeah, like there's there's these teams that also believe in continuity and are also going to be taking a leap uh, as well. Yeah. The, it's fun. The other team that I'm fascinated by, it's the Pelicans. I mean, remember a lot like it last year they were they had the number one seed for a minute. People forget because of oh, yeah. how their season ended. Oh yeah, it's funny with them. With them, I'm surprised. Like they're like on all these lists, people aren't more like just so low on them. I because that's how I feel about them right now. Again, they're I'm the not ultimate a, prove it team. Yep, and I'm not around them every day. I don't know what the hell their their vibe is right now or anything or who's healthy and who's not. Right. And so yes, I'm very much like a wait and see when it comes to the Pelicans. So I could be totally um, surprised by their play, especially as a team and especially if they can stay healthy. The other thing that we have to wait on with the West too is like what's going to happen with James Harden. So I don't know if you saw the reports today about Harden. Yeah. Um, he's obviously skipping practice. Uh -huh. Jake Fisher over at Bleacher Report reported that he's in Houston right now. Uh, after attending a meeting with the team in New York on Sunday, he's been in Houston the past few days. Uh, ESPN also reporting that. The franchise plans to allow Harden the chance to explain his absence before deciding how to handle any punishment. Can you imagine, like, Maury's calling him up? Um... Hey, before we decide anything, uh, can you explain? What do you mean? Thank he doesn't want to be there. Explain it. It's because he doesn't trust you. He doesn't want to be there. Harden said Friday that he would make his preseason debut this Friday for the Sixers. He has not played in the preseason, neither has Joel Embiid. He said, quote, I'll ramp it up and try to play the last one. I'll try to play the last one. Just to get myself in a game situation, get used to the physicality of defenders bumping you and whatnot, the speed, the tempo, all that's good stuff. So I think we've got a good plan in place. It's such an um, elitist, weird mentality. And like, I'm not putting all the shit on James Harden because this is not all James Harden. The only thing that sucks about with all of this with James Harden is that this has happened multiple times. Yeah. Like when... When someone shows you who they are, believe them. Although Daryl Morey isn't always going to be showing who he is all in front of, you know, on a floor all the time. And he's also a dick. Yeah. So the latest two on the trade front is that the Clippers and the Sixers have talked again, but the Clippers refuse to give up Terrence Mann in the deal. And that's like what's everything's hinging on that at this point yeah. in time, which I'm just like, dude. More, you don't have leverage here. There's no other team. Who are there? Is there a mystery team out there? Maybe there is. Well, is there a mystery team that wants to trade for James Hard right now? It's the Clippers, and the Clippers are playing this out. Going, we'll wait, we'll wait, because they know that the Sixers can't just like 
go a season without doing anything with this. It's a train wreck, and I can't believe that we are approaching the season, and it's a week before the season starts, less than a week, and here's what we have. James Harden has enough money to have, like, I'm sure he does have, like, a PR team. Yeah. Why wouldn't they tell him, like, don't talk to anyone. Like, don't talk to ESPN. Just don't, like, because even that, that just, it's not cute. It's not cute hearing, like, <laughs> I mean, like, I'm an NBA player getting paid millions of dollars, but I'll try to do my job well, that on was Friday. To the media the other day. Okay, when it was the, to the media. The so, whole it was to yeah. all the media. Yeah. Okay, I saw Ramona Shelburne's name, so I was like, "Why? Why? Just don't talk. Just don't talk." Then, if you're not if you're not going to be doing it, I just say, like, just don't talk because when I hear these comments, they're very annoying. Uh, before we go, we should uh, hit some more comments, Morgan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sergio says thoughts on Colby Jones. Uh, Sergio, you probably joined us late. We did talk about Colby earlier, but Morgan, I know. I mean, there, what's not to like about his game? Like he just feels like he can play a role on this team if given the opportunity. Yeah, and I don't think uh, like with anyone. I think even with Sasha Vizenkov, it's like don't ever have too many high expectations until you actually see it out there on the floor. And I think with Colby Jones, it's the same thing. We're seeing these short spurts and you can be excited about that, but also like still understand in some of these other moments, he's going to be a rookie. He's going to have those moments as well. But overall, I'm just excited for this type of player on this squad. Yeah. I think it may be tough for him to crack the rotation maybe early, but I think he's making a good case with how he's played the last couple of games. I think Mike yeah. Brown really likes what he's bringing to the table right now. And I think one way to win Mike Brown over is go out there, play physical, get in to your guys, bump them a little bit, play with win force and you're, you might get an opportunity. Mike Brown's love language. Another Sergio. We have multiple Sergios here. Hey. Will Bond has always been behind the Kings. He knows what's up. It was cool to hear him give some love. Would we be shitting on him if he said the opposite? If he said, like, I'm what, kidding. the 11th seed? Because he said, Will Bond's always been <laughs> yeah, on the Kings. Yeah. No, no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, let's try and scroll through to see if we missed anything else. Yeah, what? and also, I need to see what Mark Spears has been saying about the Kings. I'm sure he's said a few things. I'm curious what his, his thoughts are after last year. How do you think Mike Brown handles the final preseason game with the Stars playing so many minutes tonight? That would be something to watch in the second night of a back-to-back. Um, but a couple of people, Gerardo says, I hope Sasha gets extended run tomorrow. Alex says, Sasha needs to relax, maybe too fast, but I don't see much calmness right now. You kind of brought mm. that up too, Morgan. Yeah, overthinking it is the the vibe I'm getting from him. Um, whether it's like, should I take a screen? Should I be here? Should I shoot the ball? Should I not shoot the ball? Where should I be off? And it's like, hey, hey, like... I understand this is a whole different pace of game than a you're whole playing. New game. That's all I have. That's really what good. Would you, how would you go off that? Um, running fast and shooting a lot. No one to tell him no or where to go because you should already know in the NBA. You're so good at this. No, I'm not. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't like M- Morgan. Th- I didn't say like you just wrote an epic thing, but I just threw something at you yeah. off a, sh- a shitty little line I had. I don't know why that even came up. 
And you just took off with it. That was good. I should, Wasn't that I pretty should, good, guys? I should take this yeah. moment in. Whenever Deuce is being nice to me, you're right. That was good. I thought that was pretty good. Thanks, Deuce. Man. Low standards for Deuce. All right. Some more comments. Jamar, is Sasha, is Sasha went 0 for 5 tonight. Only scored 2 on Sunday. Do you think he's still figuring out or just a bad early start? I'd say both. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I think like what Morgan just said, I think the adjustment's been more than I, I thought it would be from a defensive standpoint. I thought his best run was, was that that Lakers game where he started? Yeah, he started okay. with, with that group, and offensively it looked good. He oh, had much, yeah. That was where he looked like most at ease, and I'm sure it's a little easier to be playing off those guys, right? right with Less the talent, pressure, more attention know. on them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, um, again, it's being patient with it. And because I do believe he is a high IQ player, that he is going to catch on. At 28 years old, it's for some, that ends up being the prime of their careers. For Steph Curry, he's going to have his prime all the way through, like until he's 40 years old, right? Like it just depends on who you are, what type of mindset you have. And I think, I think Sasha Vizenkov has the right mindset to just get better and better. Next question from the chat. Adam asked, where do you view Davion fitting in with this lineup? It seems like things have been quiet regarding him lately. Yeah, Davion had a, a good night tonight, knocking down his shot, shooting it with confidence, attacking. He ends up finishing in this preseason game, 5 of 7, including 4 of 6 from downtown, 14 points. In fact, he had 11 straight points at one point in the second Ooh. quarter, which was great to see for Davion Mitchell. Um, his role, I mean, I think there's so much... He's talked about it. He was on our podcast talking about working on a shot with, with Steph Curry's coach. And it's not just like a fundamental thing. It's how he breathes when mm -hmm. he shoots too. And uh, he feels really good about the work he's put in, but he's got to do it on the floor. And I think everyone knows what he can do defensively. But I think also like, would it surprise you if at some point like they games where they go, yeah, we're actually going to go Colby here because he's six, five and just, taller and plays decent defense and can knock down a three like my, my point is like for Davion this year it's crucial not to obviously making shots is big yeah like yeah. knock down your open shots you're gonna get some open looks but I'm more watching how is he running the team I felt like he's done a much better job running the offense to start the preseason yeah pushing the pace making quicker decisions and that's what Mike Brown's gonna look for from him we know what he's gonna do defensively the, the teams like throughout the years that have that identified scrappy defender um you always remember them right like it's 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 a it's a fun role to be in but there's limited minutes in that role depending on what your roster looks like too right unless you're just needed to be out there all the time whatever with this roster it's going to be limited and so he needs to not only be elite when it comes to being that scrappy defender, especially with his size, um, how he's going to make sure to be stronger yep. than some of these bigger players. But offensively, you're exactly right. Like, how can you be efficient with the minutes you yeah. are on the floor? Even if it's not you making all the shots in the world, but you can't be missing all the shots in the world. And you got to make sure that you're yes. also helping create something else on the offensive end. Ed says, it's preseason. Who cares? What I want to see is their chemistry, the development of players in their system. I want to see progress. That's all that matters. Aww. That's the perspective. Yes. Love it. Yes. Um, wins don't really matter. 
you know, in a game like tonight, oh, you, you kind of wish like it. you close out a game like this, but you go, all right, good. We have some stuff on tape to look at. Like these are the things we did well. You much rather learn some of these lessons with this group in the preseason early on than later, right? And you know, it's really about just starting to get in shape too. Like they've been working their asses off in training camp. Now it's like, all right, now we're playing real games against yeah. other competition. Um, it's about, hey, have we learned anything? There was one play tonight that even the Warriors broadcasters, when they were actually calling the game, they didn't do much of that tonight. Um, but there was one where Fox blew up one of their plays. Yeah. What? Nothing. Morgan, I'm. Can I just say one thing? Hmm. And I would say, I would say this to them. I would say this to anyone. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know it's preseason. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are excited that this game was on NBA TV. Agreed. They spent the majority of the second quarter. It, no, the whole with, second quarter. I think. Okay. I think it was the whole second yeah. quarter with the president of the team. Talking about the land of the San Francisco. I mean, and I was like, I, I, did I need nothing to, about zero about the game. I zero. needed to hear. The I game. mean, I know it's preseason. No, I'm, not I saying, know. I'm not saying take it serious, but I mean, we're just doing an inter- I mean, can we? There's like there is a game going on. Like he does he have to be on the whole time? I, I that's all. And I don't know if that was a, a producer problem. Yeah. If that was something else. Whatever. I just I wanted I wanted more basketball. Yes, but that's yes, how I look. I at get it. it. But yeah, yeah. Um, that was it. Was just a lot. Yeah, in that moment. Yeah, yeah. and Jess, exactly right. Jess, there was no talk when Davion went off. And look, I, yeah. Now I will say this. It, the, Fitz, Bob Fitzgerald gave Fox a lot of love early yeah. in the game. Yeah. You know, they were they were giving the Kings a lot Absolutely. of love, um, which was cool. But hey, there's stretches where I'm like, oh, call the game. And but they they did point out that Fox blew up one of the plays. He's like, yeah. well, he knew it was coming, and which was cool to see. Yeah. No, that part was fun. So here's the good news. What's the good news? We are gonna be back live tomorrow. Yeah. And for all the people who are joining us for the first time this year. I always forget there's new people. Make sure you hit the thumbs up and subscribe. And no, we're going to be on after every single Kings game this year. We post the audio too. So you can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. For all those people who do it that way too, like make sure you give us a review on Apple Podcast Store and Spotify. It just helps us grow. We're going to be busting out a ton of content, film breakdowns, reactions to news that breaks, um, interviews with players, coaches journalists and then of course being live after every game talking with you guys we'll get all the technical gremlins figured out too so we can take calls again and have all that fun stuff and just know whenever we do ever talk about like patreon or being a member like obviously supporting us in any way is always giving a like is watching us consuming our content it's not just financially it's leaving reviews it's all those things so thank you everyone for supporting this small business we appreciate it and the question of the night is how how did we get a preseason back to back oh <laughs> who cares we'll see all your asses tomorrow i don't know we love you guys though but we gots to go you all have a wonderful rest of your night see ya Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. The podcast that you know. Deuce and mo. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.